Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to his word proclaimed. So since our kids are going back to school tomorrow, I thought I would start my sermon off with a back-to-school story. Second grade, one of our science experiments that we had, we, we grabbed those little milk cartons that you got in the, uh, the cafeteria, and we rinsed them out, and our teacher brought in this dirt. And we put dirt inside of the milk cartons, and she passed out to each and every one of us a pumpkin seed. And we, we planted the pumpkin seed inside the little milk carton, and then we put them on the windowsill. And each day we would run over to see if the pumpkin started to grow, or the, the pumpkin vine started to grow out of this little milk carton. Each day we were just excited, and finally one day it happened. We saw the pumpkin vines start to pop out of the, the dirt. And then the teacher did what probably every single parent dreads. They say, why don't you take it home and plant it? <laughs> so following my teacher's excitement, I was excited. I took it home and I showed it to my dad. And I said, Dad, we've got to plant this pumpkin because it's growing. So dad meticulously went out to his garden patch and he cleared out a little spot for this pumpkin vine and he planted it in the middle of everything else that he had. And if you're familiar with pumpkin vines, they just aren't contained in one little spot. It took over the entire garden. And we had pumpkins coming out of our ears because of this small little seed that we planted. Our story today is about planting, but it's about planting with a different technique. So our scripture comes from Mark chapter 4, starting at the third verse, and then we're going to jump to verse 14. I have the words on the screen for you to follow along. Hear the word of the Lord. Jesus is sharing this parable, and he says, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up quickly since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. Other seed fell into good soil and brought forth grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirty and sixty and a hundredfold. And he said, Let anyone with ears to hear listen. And then Jesus continues in verse 14. The sower sows the word. These are the ones on the path where the word is sown, where they hear. Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. 
and these are the ones sown on rocky ground. When they hear the word, they immediately receive it with joy, but they have no root and endure only for a while. Then, when trouble or persecutions arise on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are those sown among the thorns. These are the ones who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the lures of wealth and the desire for other things come in and choke the word, and it yields nothing. And these are the ones sown on the good soil. They hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirty and sixty and a hundredfold. This is the word of the Lord. See, I love this parable. But sometimes I think we get stuck on the fact that we are the soil. At least that's one of the ways that I typically hear this passage being preached. That you don't want to be the path that the word of God doesn't sink in, or you don't want to be trapped with the sun burning down on you so you don't fully take in the word, or you don't want to let the cares of the world choke out the world. You want to be the good soil. That way you can produce wonderful fruit. Now, that, that's a way that you can look at this passage, and it, it's a valid way to look at the passage, but I like to look at it through the lens of five words in verse 14. And those words are the sower sows, the sower sows the word. The sower sows the word. See, my friends, I don't think God is calling us to be a particular kind of soil. God is calling us to be the sowers. Having the opportunity to go out and share God's love and grace with those in our midst and those outside in the world around us. So what would this look like? What would this look like in our world today? One of the passages that Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 3, 6, he tells us that he planted the seed, that Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. Do we have to understand that whatever we do, we can't make the seed grow in people's lives, but we can be available and be there for them and share God's love in a way that God can take what we give and make it grab a hold so it can be active and fruitful in their lives. I recently received a phone call from one of my former youth, uh, Caitlin. And Caitlin was a... Uh, not a troublemaker in my youth group, but she was always one that always asked questions. And one of the things that I always loved to do when we were on mission trips or especially with our junior high kids, I would tell a joke, and the joke is bad. <laughs> it is a horrible joke, but I tell it every year because I love the reaction I get from my kids. But I also love that the older kids, once they hear it for the first time, they get on the joke, too. So they make it just where everybody's sitting on the edge of their seat until I get to the punchline. 
And they're like, what in the world is that all about? It, it's about a brick. And I'm not going to go into it now, but you, you can ask me later and I can share it with you. But this brick joke has made an impact in people's lives. So much so that my, my former youth, Caitlin, she actually gave me a brick. And you can see there on the far left, there's a note in there that I've kept, and I, I keep it on my desk as a reminder of the seeds that we plant in other people's lives. See, the reason why Caitlin got a hold of me was because she is now helping out as a volunteer for the youth group at the church that I was serving at. And she was so excited that she wanted to share one of the mission opportunities with them and needed more information about that. See, it is so joyful to see seed grab hold and see it start to, to, to sprout and start to see it flourish in someone's life that they want to share it with others. She, she's probably not going to become an ordained minister, which is fine. I typically believe that those in the congregation can give more of a witness of what God is doing in their lives than a pastor can. I just have this, this place on Sunday mornings where I can share, and maybe in meetings here or there, but you in your lives, you have a chance to share God's love and let that root up in people's lives. But unfortunately, that's not always the story that we hear, is it? Sometimes we can plant seed in people's lives, and we never, or it feels like we never see the seed take root. Mike Iaconelli was a youth worker, and he started a, a group called Youth Specialties. And he traveled around the world uh, sharing God's love with others. And he was down in Brazil. And he and a cohort named Claudio were walking around the streets. So Claudio was showing him where he grew up and where he was pulled off of the streets and then led to minister to those around him. And as they're walking around the streets, they see this young 14-year-old sitting sleeping on the side of the street. And Claudio reaches over and leans in his, the boy's ear and whispers, Andrew, Andrew, I love you. And God loves you too. And then they just walked on. And after they got away of earshot of this young boy, Mike asked, so who was that? And Claudia says, well, Andrew used to be one of our students. We rescued him off of the streets. And he became a part of our ministry. And he started to grow and he started to thrive. But then the lure of the streets got a hold of him again. And he, and he went back. And he started to do drugs again. And, and he hasn't returned to our ministry. But I continue to go by and whisper into his ear to let him know that he is not forgotten, that he is still loved with a deep and passionate love of Jesus Christ and the love that I have for him. Sometimes when we sow seeds, it can seem like that we're throwing seeds onto a path that will never be 
be received, and that it'll just be taken away by birds and, and eaten. There was a youth director by the name of Mark DeVoys. He was a youth pastor in Nashville. And one day, he and his wife received a gift from a congregation member of a, of a wonderful meal in a, a restaurant in downtown Nashville. And as they went to the meal, there was a waiter there by the name of Mark. And he walked up to the table, and he introduced himself. He says, hi, my name is Mark, and I'm from Kansas. And he drew a little, little signature thing on the uh, table. And they enjoyed the conversation that they had with each other, and Mark invited him to come to church, and he was like, nah, that's, that's something I don't want to do. But Mark kept going back to this young waiter and just kept pouring into them, not, not really trying to badger him to come to church, but he continued to share just little bits and pieces about what God has done in his life. They continued to talk, and they, they started to meet. You see, Mark was a musician, and that's one of the reasons why he was in Nashville. He wanted to make it big in the music scene. So the youth director just asked, would you like to come and, and sing with, with our youth? And he said, sure, that'd be fine. And he came, and he started to show up week after week, and then he started to write songs for the youth of the church. And then these songs started to take hold, and they became a part of the contemporary Christian landscape. This waiter's name was Mark Schultz. You may have heard his music uh, played on the radio. You may have had a chance to see him in concert. And Mark shares a powerful testimony of what God has done in his life. And it's all because this one youth pastor kept pouring into his life, not expecting him to respond, but to continue to share the love that God had for him. But then there's always times where he sows seeds, and, and we'll never know if it takes root. The United Methodist Church holds a training called the uh, uh, SD, uh, School of Congregational Development. And recently, uh, they met down in Dallas, in downtown Dallas, at the, I believe at the Sheraton Hotel. And I had the chance to go and be a part of that training. And I'm a big dart fan. And whenever I can take dart downtown, I will, so I don't have to deal with all of the traffic. Plus, you get to meet very interesting people on dart sometimes. <laughs> One day after the training was all over, I was walking back to the Pearl Street station, and I plopped down right in front of the old Dallas High School, which is uh, now vac vacant. And I was looking at the, at the school, and this guy sat down next to me, and the blue line came up, and we both got on the train together, and, and he sat down right beside me. Well, I had my uh, tablet with me, and I pulled it out, and I started to play the game Angry Birds. And I was playing this game, and I noticed that the guy was looking over my shoulder and watching me play. But there was something else I noticed. I noticed that the man was a heavy drinker, and I noticed that he wasn't very well kept up. And I looked over, and I smiled, and he looked at me, and he apologized for intruding on my space. And I said, no, that's fine. You can, you can watch. It's, it's okay. And I kind of explained to him what I was doing with a little 
slingshot and the birds and the object of the game. And as we were going through the tunnel at Mockingbird Station, he looked at me and he said, you know, I'm not that good of a guy. I was like, what makes you say that? He says, well, I'm an alcoholic and I do drugs. And he rolled up his shirt sleeves and he showed me where he injected drugs into his arms. And he asked me, do you think that I am a bad person? And I looked at him and I said, no, I don't think you're a bad person at all. I think you are somebody that God loves and cares for deeply. And as the train started to slow down and pull up to the platform, I asked Jonathan if I could pray for him. And I quickly said a prayer, and Jonathan got up, and he walked out onto the Mockingbird platform. Most likely, I will never know if those seeds that I planted in Jonathan's life that day made a difference. Oh, I may know when we meet each other in heaven again, and I get a chance to see him, and I get to hear his story of where his life has taken him. But I pray for Jonathan still, and I pray that God will use those seeds that I planted in his life a few years ago and help him grow in a true and living faith of Jesus Christ. See, the good news, my friends, is that God will never let us have seed to sow into people's lives. He will continue to give us opportunities to share the love and grace of Jesus Christ with others. As the promise we have in Isaiah 40, verse 8, the grass will wither and the flowers will fade, but the word of our God will stand forever. See, the series is The Time Is Now. See, the time is now for us as a congregation to go out into the world to sow seeds. See, the way that the sower sowed the seeds, it wasn't a meticulous, here is good soil, but I'm just going to plant my seeds right here. What the sower would do, if I can grab my sowing bag, he would just strap it onto his shoulder like this. And he would just walk along, and he would cast the seeds as he walked along the field, not caring exactly where it would land, because he knew that the harvest really wasn't up to him, or the growth wasn't up to him. He was just called to be faithful into sowing seeds of love and grace into others. And my hope and prayer is as we continue to, to work together, as we continue to grow in the love and grace of Jesus Christ, we just find ways to sow seeds and allow God to be a part of the growth of those seeds. And then we can be a part of the harvest that God has given us. Let us pray. O holy and loving God, you have given us the opportunity to, to sow seeds. To sow seeds of love. To sow seeds of grace.
to sow seeds of reconciliation. So, Lord, as we look out into the fields around us, we know that you are calling us here and now to be active in our community and our world, to be a part of sharing your love with others. And we pray this in the name of the one who gives us multiple seeds to sow, our chief sower, Jesus our Lord. Amen.